You're listening to Music Tectonics. Hey, it's Dimitri with Music Tectonics at Meetum. We are back, ready to attack. Still loving it out here in Cannes in France. And most of our interviews this week have been with Meetum Lab startups. But today, or on this episode, I should say, um, not exactly the case. Uh, we have with us here Constantine Russos, who is the founder and CEO of Dot Music. And by Dot Music, I mean the top level domain Dot Music. Some of our listeners, well, first of all, welcome, Constantine. Thank you for having me, Dimitri. You know, I met you at Meetum, I think, for the first time. Robert Singerman and David Hazen were running around saying, it reminded me of my high school activist days. It was almost like they had a petition. They were like on a mission, and they introduced to me to you, and they're like, we need you to sign up. And you were building this incredible network around dot music, trying to get all of the music industry, the community, to support this idea of having a different type of top-level domain. And we'll get into that. But I was just remembering, it was probably in this room Probably. We're sitting in the U.S. Pavilion. I know it was uh, A2IM, A2IM was running the show at that point. Uh, and, um, yeah, I think, was, what do you think, it was like That's six years ago? 2012. Oh, seven years ago. Well, you've been working at it a long time. So some of our listeners might be aware that there was quite a competition to the role, to win the role as registry of the top-level domain dot music. Um, for those who heard about that competition, uh, maybe we should catch them up on the news. Yeah, we've got some great news. So I remember I started this initiative in 2005. So it's been 14 years. Um, so there was a process by which you could apply for a dot anything. So it could be dot club, dot music, dot movie, could be anything. And this process was launched in 2012. So prior to that, I was lobbying uh, and trying to get dot anythings to be launched to compete with dot com. Uh, why have a dot edu and a dot gov and a dot org? Why not dot music? You know, why not dot anything? So 2012 uh, was the date that you could apply, and we applied as a community applicant. And by community, we mean you need support letters. Hence, why we were asking you to sign. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you need support letters by the community that's associated with that word. So in this case, it was dot music, so it's the music community. And basically the process is, if you meet certain criteria that the internet regulator put together, uh, you win dot music. And obviously it's very hard to meet that criteria and you need support from the majority of the community. So just to be clear for our listeners who aren't familiar with uh, top level domains and how this works, when, when you're talking about win.music, there's something called a registry, and that's the organization that actually manages the database of everything that ends up as a domain under .music. And then there are the registrars, so people might have heard of like a GoDaddy, yeah. uh, all those different companies that sell the domains, those are registrars. And so the registry is actually um, like the wholesaler. <laughs> yeah, so, so the simplest way to describe it is uh, .com, for example, is the registry for .com is called VeriSign, so they are the manufacturer. Uh -huh. So registrants, which is people that want to register their .com, 
do not go to VeriSign. They prob most people don't even know who they are. And they go to GoDaddy, who is called a registrar, in other words, a retailer, to register their dot-coms. And what happens is dot-com has their wholesale price. Let's say it's like, I don't know what it is, $8 or somewhere close to that. And basically a GoDaddy could sell the domain for $12. They have to pay VeriSign the eight, the wholesale price, and they keep four. So, so that's just, just, just so we understood that, that when we're talking about the, the fact that you're now the CEO of Dot Music, you're the registry, and then all those resellers will, will sell that. And then everybody who's listening can get a Dot Music domain through those resellers. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, um, so were you going to say anything else about that community application? I mean, it was that's kind of an interesting piece of it. Was that typically what happens is these registries uh, go 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 to auction, and since you did this community application, you had to get the support of the entire music community. I would think of it as industry, but the terminology yeah. that I can uses, I guess, is is yeah. community. So the terminology is community, and uh, the one of the chief reasons is two major reasons why you would want to go and as a community. The first reason is you set the policies that serve that community. In other words, for music, it could be intellectual property protection, you know, protecting people's, you know, artists' names so, so no one else takes their name. Um, and, on, and also, the prediction was that with Dot Music, you would have competition by big players. In Dot Music's case, it was Amazon, Google, you know, two trillion dollar companies. And and uh, obviously you cannot outbid Google or Amazon in an auction. You wouldn't think you, you could. Yeah. They could probably buy the entire music industry if they wanted. So, right. yeah. Yeah. So paint a picture of why you think dot music is important for the music industry. I think it's critically important because for the first time in history, it's a clean slate for artists, for example, to claim their names. Uh, I'll give you some examples. Uh, Drake, for example, his official website is drakeofficial.com. Kiss is kissband.com. Uh, the list goes on and on. Queen, queenonline.com. And for them to uh, get their domains, they would have to pay a lot of money to get these generic terms like queen. Um, and obviously, what we wanted to do is ensure that first the famous names are reserved for those artists so the general public would know queen by queen um, so if you want to go visit queen's website you wouldn't have to go to google to figure out you know what their official website is you, you would just go in direct navigation in queen.music prince.music you know directly in the URL bar at the top. Mm -hmm. So that's a, a pretty amazing thing because most people would, would go on Google or Bing and search for an artist and you wouldn't know what the official website is. You would never know because there's no authenticated, verified domains uh, for musicians in the music industry, even labels or, or whatnot. So that's, that's the first time and it's important to, to, to organize the music community industry in a you know, consistent manner. So people can intuitively go to the WWW and put in their favorite band. And, and, you know, if it's a famous 
band you would get to the famous mm -hmm. band. So besides .gov and .edu, has any other top-level domain been administered with rules about verification to create this kind of situation? Uh, what you're trying to do here with with .music, where it's like it is official. I mean, like obviously, if you go to NYU.edu, you know it's New York University. If you go to um, New York.gov, it's probably the state government in New York. Things like that. Yes. So uh, there was dot bank. Uh huh. So dot bank was another community Registry. initiative. Uh -huh. So it was a community initiative with rules. So you can, uh, first you know you have to get verified. It's a manual process. It's about a thousand dollars, nine hundred dollars to register a dot bank. So I can't register freemoney.bank? No, no oh, chance. Darn, no money. chance. Huh. <laughs> you you would fail the criteria. No, so you, you so there th so there are criteria there. So so there's a yeah. precedent not just for .gov and .edu, um, and has the banking Im industry embraced it? Yeah, they're actually, they're doing pretty well. A few thousand registrations, which is, I mean, .edu is about four to five thousand registrations, and it's considered extremely successful. Right. And it is. Because all schools have it. Yeah, and, and the good thing about .edu is only accredited institutions, post-secondary institutions in the United States can register it. It's only limited to the United States of America. So what's beautiful with .music, it's, it's a truly global effort. How do .music domains relate to protecting the rights of music creators and rights holders? Obviously, you've got the name and attribution in that sense, and I like, I'm interested in this idea that you're pulling it out of the Google search engine, which is powered by advertising, <laughs> and putting it in the URL, but um, that cleans up a little bit there in terms of an index for music in a way. But, you know, there's been a lot of other situations online uh, where there's other ways in which intellectual property has been um, monetized without payment and uh, or monetized without, or not monetized, but given away without payment and so forth, you know, is there a relationship with dot .music? In, in yes, that? Uh, I have a funny example. So April 12th, I still remember this vividly, 2019. So we found out we won dot .music April 11th, 2019. And I got an email the next day, and the heading was Elton John dot rocks. And it was a person trying to sell me Elton John dot rocks. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, like cyber squatting, who's protecting Elton John, you know? And uh, it was quite fascinating. And we started to do pre-registrations in the last few months. And we found out, and the pre-registrations, again, it's, it's not, no commitments and interest, li interest lists, you don't pay for it. And we found out that 10% of the pre-registrations were people trying to register famous artist names. Mm -hmm. So this is, this is a big issue, and it's been a lot of cases uh, with Bruce Springsteen, Lady Gaga, Van Halen, uh, where not, o not only bad actors, but some fans would try to register the artist's name and they would, they would prevail in arbitration and they would, the artist wouldn't be able to get their name because the fan was using it in good faith. Mm. So in order for, for the artist to get their name back, they would have to show bad faith. Mm. So um, in, in the case of protecting the, the, the music creators, we created the uh, globally protected music marks list for famous names in the music community. In other words, Elton John would be on that list and all these famous brands, Universal, Universal Don't Music. Um, and basically, no one could register these names unless they were the authorized, they were representatives or, the, or Elton John, pretty much. So mm -hmm. you had to have the rights to have that name. And of course, in the music industry, it's a bit complicated 
because you don't know who has the rights to the web to the website to the domain name because it's based on the, on the agreement that you have with the label or the public you know or the the agent or the manager or within the bands it could be a case where like guns and roses is actual rose it's not slash mm -hmm. right so there's you know key members of the band that may have the domain name um so basically uh the two issues were first the name mm -hmm. so famous brands who are the general public know who they are will get their names and secondly copyright uh -huh. so on top level domains there's no domain extension out there that enforces copyright so in the case of dot music will be the first that protects mass piracy for example that you would never see a pirate bay dot music it wouldn't exist obviously if it's one or two licensing issues that's too small for us to be looking at but we're looking at mass piracy and, and real bad actors so we're very very excited with all of that and more importantly we will have dispute resolution mechanisms in the cases where there's dual this let's say there's a band called bliss or angel and there's about you know for angel i think there's like 30 bands called angel globally and if you go on spotify and bliss there's like seven bands called bliss so in those kind of cases if someone claims the the, the domain name uh, and maybe there's a problem they can invoke a dispute resolution mm -hmm. for that to be done without going to court mm. so we've got dispute resolutions with all kinds of things with dot music so that way it's a fair process and people can be heard if there's an issue um, and we believe in, in fairness of the allocation of the names who, who will be who, who will be able to register for a dot music domain is it uh, just bands or no so you, or? you would have a nexus anyone that has a nexus with music can register obviously we expect most of the registrants to be artists and musicians and bands but of course industry professionals can register uh, companies can register anyone in relation to music can register however if you're a pet store you cannot register your dot music because hmm. it's unrelated to the subject matter so we have we call it content and use policies in other words it has to relate to music somehow and the usage has to be legal and you know everything has to be licensed and you have to agree to those terms and conditions when you register your dot music gotcha so if i already have a music company or artist name with a dot com or some other relevant domain suffix or maybe not relevant but it's where everybody goes does it matter whether i get a dot music domain like would you want people who have a dot com to also get a dot music or uh, uh and also, what's the what's the benefit of that? Um, if I'm already like really comfortable with the fact that everyone knows I'm a .com, right? So, we're introducing three new innovations for .dot music that don't exist in .com. The first one is the verification component. So basically, think of Instagram verified or Twitter verified to get that tick. Mm. So basically, you register your domain, and then uh, you'll have a time period. That maybe 45 days for you to verify through your ID or a passport or whatnot hmm. and you become verified so that's absolutely brilliant because mm -hmm. people can trust it oh it's the actual artist if it's if it's a dot music site it's legal it's verified and we know that the money is going to flow to the music community which is it's critical hmm. um, so the verification is the first part it's trust uh, the, the second part which is very very exciting 
is the built-in security, HTTPS, which will be mandatory for all .music domains. So the, 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 f the first guys that did it uh, were .bank, which we mentioned earlier. Of course, it has to be as secure as possible. No, you know, there'll be less hackers, less problems. Um, so they launched it and then the big boom happened, which was Google launched their .app and .dev and they included this built-in security and they introduced uh, a bunch of innovations around it. And more importantly, with this specific innovation, they were giving search engine boosts for those that were using it. Mm. So, uh, .app gets a search engine boost automatically just by this built-in security that the domain name will have that .com doesn't have. Mm. So, so when it comes to search engine optimization and ranking, it's all about trust. Is it the trusted result? Is it the authoritative result? Is it, and, and, and is it verified? Of course it is. And if you can see Wikipedia or .edu, those are most trusted, mm -hmm. their authority, uh, and they have a lot of you know, links linking to them, which gives them a, a lot of authority. So the built-in security will come with .music. So that's the second, that's the second that's feature? That's the second feature. It's a huge feature. Um, and the third feature, which is very exciting, is called RDAP. Uh, so when you register it a a, a uh, domain under WHOIS, you, you you write you basically tell the registrar and ICANN, the regulator, who is the registrant. So mm -hmm. who registered it? Who owns the domain? Pretty much, uh, what your address is, your email, your phone number. So it's basically a database of the ownership of that record of the of the domain. Um, and that's called who is and you know now in Europe there's the GDPR which is a privacy thing if you check some of the who is you wouldn't find in the past you could find who registered what and their address and it was public on the internet but now that has changed um, however what was introduced and one company did this was dot art which was they introduced records for specific pieces so instead of it being Leonardo da Vinci.art, it would be Mona Lisa.art. So basically underneath the registration of, of who owned Mona Lisa.art, there would be these things called art records. So it's additional fields. Hmm. For example, who is the artist? Who's the, who's the painter? When was it painted? You know, uh, what's the dimensions? So all these fields would be added that are very exciting. This is metadata, pretty mm. much. Mm. And this metadata, uh, is inputted by the person that registers the domain name or the art piece. So with dot .music, I'll, I'll give an example. Let's say U2 registers U2.music. They, you know, whoever registers it, uh, I'm sure the band, it may be Bono, whoever owns the rights to the website. And then at the bottom of the U2.music, there'll be something like a music record, which will say band members, Bono, you know, The Edge. And then they would say underneath would be record label, you know, Island Records or whoever is the, the record label. So with, with this stuff would be accurate metadata, which could be used for a bunch of stuff. So we're really excited about that little innovation, which is just a bunch of fields and, and, and records that you could attach to your who is for your domain name. Interesting. And this could impact perhaps, uh, let's say, voice activation or, or if it's accurate data, it's always a case of garbage in, garbage out. And to have a domain name, the rules are with, a with ICANN that your 
your registrant information and your admin and your technical has to be accurate 100% or you lose your domain name. Mm. And that's how I got excited with dot music and because it's all about, you know, for example, getting paid, right? You need to know the name, address, where you pay them, et cetera, et cetera. And I thought that would be great for artists to who owns the domain name and then under that attach more metadata. It could be the future, it could be the copyright. You attach your songs and, 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 and you know, kind of an IMDB for, for music, mm. per se. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's an exciting innovation and we're, we're talking to the music industry on how those records, those RDAP records could be used or what fields we should use. And, and we believe all of those three innovations put together definitely give a big advantage over .com. But hey, if you have a .com, you could either have your .com and your .music have a different strategy or it's gonna be up to the artist to decide what they wanna do. But you know, the, the, the big question is, should I move the .music to the .com you know, we would say, why would you waste all that other stuff that we're bringing in the innovation? Why don't you have two websites mm -hmm. develop a different strategy? Or you could migrate all mm -hmm. your stuff from .com to .music, keep your .com and do some, you know, permanent URLs where, where your previous, because you don't want to use uh, lose your search ranking for your .com if you developed a lot of links going to it. And you want to, we'll build some, be some best practices when this is launched on how you can optimize your .music to be found in the search results and also uh, to be helpful in how you can monetize better. Cool. So um, this is cool to come full, full circle, having seen you in action, lobbying and, and gathering community at Meetem. Now we're at Meetem and you're announcing that you now uh, won, the, won the community competition, which I know was, a, if anyone who followed news, it was a long uphill battle. There was, there was a bit of controversy along the way just because there were a lot of people vying for it. Like you said, the large tech companies were um, ready to drop drop some money on it as well. And now, I mean, this is interesting to hear about these innovations, not just for music, but for top-level domains across the board. But of course, the next question is, when will dot .music roll out, and how can people start registering domain names? Right, so right now we're very focused on the, the language part, in other words, the rules, the legal part, uh, such as the dispute resolution, you know, if there's disputes between two artists with the same name, for example, and, and basically what are the, the policies for, for registration, content use, um, and we're working on that. And once that's complete, everyone's gonna know exactly what the rules are and the policies with registering adult music and also who are gonna be the, the dispute resolution providers, whether it's WIPO or the arbitration form. Um, and right after that is done, uh, we contract with ICANN and all those policies will be attached to the registry agreement with ICANN, the regulator. And after that, we begin the launch phase. And it'll be sometime in 2020, I'm predicting, probably quarter two or quarter three. Uh, currently, we are collecting pre-registrations. You can go to www.music.us. That site will change very soon to a dot music site. Music dot music? Music dot music, that's a great question. It could be my dot music. Music dot music sounds pretty cool. <laughs> I, I would love that. So 2020, if you guys are interested, uh, you can go to www.music.us and you, there's a pre-registration there. It's free. It's just an interest list pretty much and we, we will contact you once we get more information on dot music. And of course, 
we, we'll be assuming uh, a lot of the registrars like GoDaddy or, or whatnot will be contacting. I feel like some of them have dot music on them already. The pre-registrations, it's just an interest list. Yeah. Yeah, no one has done. But the registrars are, are also collecting that? They're collecting, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they want to know who wants to register dot music so they can contact you when yeah. it's available. Yeah, I guess they're jumping on it. They're building their funnel. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Well, awesome. Constantine, so cool to have this full circle story of having so seen much. you here and come come back around and actually fought the battle and, and, and won for the for the music industry. In full disclosure, we've done some work together. I have a PR firm called Rock, Paper, Scissors, um, and we've done some work together. So I've watched the story build. Um, you guys convinced me uh, so that we could align. And um, and so it's been a great, great to help amplify that story as well. And... Uh, so thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. And thank you for joining me on the Music Tectonics podcast. Please hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Um, and also think about coming out to the Music Tectonics conference, which is October 28th and 29th in Los Angeles. We'll, bring in, we'll be bringing you more from Music Tectonics at Meetem as well. So stay tuned for more. listening to music tectonics.